Welcome to this episode of the BA Sports Podcast. Today, I have a special guest on for you guys. We are doing our Waiver Wire Tuesday episode. If you enjoy this episode, please hit that follow button on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on social media at BA Sports Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. You can find us on all social media platforms. And rate us five stars if you enjoy this content. We're going to keep it short today and have a long episode on Wednesday for you guys. So stay tuned and get ready for the waiver wire additions, some trade candidates, and let's get right into it. Welcome to this Waiver Wire Tuesday episode. I have a special guest on today, Tanner Havens. We've been playing fantasy for 10 plus years. We've been drafting together every now and then and helping each other along the way since really middle school. Tanner, how are you doing today? Doing great, Brady. Great to hear from you. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. Let's uh, go right into this waiver wire episode. So we're going to go over our top three waiver wire ads. Then we're also going to go over some buy low and sell high candidates for you guys on this Tuesday morning. So I'm going to start off with mine and then Tanner will go into his and we'll kind of rotate our top three. So first up, I really have two guys kind of combined them together because they are on the same team. The two Rams wide receivers, Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, both shined under Matthew Stafford. Stafford really looked like the old Stafford we saw during that Super Bowl run by the Rams. Seahawks defense didn't really have a great time covering these two. Both went for 119 yards each. Puka Nakua saw 15 targets. Tutu Atwell saw eight targets. I believe these guys are going to be heavily targeted by Matthew Stafford. I don't like Van Jefferson as much in this offense. I think Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell each provide a better floor based off the targets. I think Van Jefferson's kind of that vertical threat. Uh, Puka Nakua is kind of filling that Cooper Cup role, and Tutu Atwell has that speed to really help Matthew Stafford. So those are two guys that I am targeting on waivers this week. I think they will provide some value in your flex positions while Cooper Cup is absent and even after he is absent. Tanner, who do you have as your top waiver ad? Yes, so I think after week one, a guy I really liked was Tyler Algier. Uh, Now, keep in mind, we saw a lot of productivity from him last season. This guy was averaging more rushing yards per game than the likes of uh, Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson, guys we saw going in first and second round this year. Um, On Sunday, he had 15 carries for 75 yards and two touchdowns, along with three catches for 19 yards. Good enough to earn him running back four on the week. Uh, We also saw Bijan finish RB8 on the week. We know uh, Arthur Smith loves to run the football, 
And I think we're going to see more than one productive running back in this offense this year. I like that a lot. Another team I think has something very similar going on to it. Great ads for this week would be Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Important to note that after the first snap after Dobbins tore his Achilles, Gus Edwards was the RB1 that play. Important to note that Justice Hill had nine carries and two touchdowns, but he only had eight yards with those touches. Uh, I think Gus Edwards is going to be the guy that you want to have going forward, but look for Justice Hill as more of your passing down back or more of a flex play. Yeah, I like that a lot. Justice Hill kind of was filling that goal line role a bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if Gus Edwards gets more touches. He was getting way more yards out there. Another guy I like QB-wise, we covered wide receivers. We've covered running backs for you guys. Let's let's go into QBs. I'm going to cover one I really like is Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, the Packers really are rotating from QB to QB, from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now Jordan Love. They seem like they know what they're doing when it comes to drafting quarterbacks, and Jordan Love really proved it out there. Then again, it is the Chicago Bears. They had the number one pick overall pick last year for a reason traded to Carolina but I really like Jordan Love he was without his top weapon in Christian Watson but Romeo Dobbs stepped up and scored two touchdowns on a 48 percent snap count I also like Romeo Dobbs as a as kind of a waiver wire candidate he's gonna see an increase in snap count and he wasn't even at 50 percent and he still saw two touchdowns so I really like Dobbs and Jordan Love the Green Bay Packer duo I think Jordan Love's going to keep building off this performance. I mean, he learned behind one of the best minds in the game in Aaron Rodgers, and I just think he's going to keep going for this Packers offense. He's got the weapons. I just hope Aaron Jones is healthy for him next game, which it looked like he was dealing with a hamstring injury at the end of the game. But, you know, Aaron Jones provided that spark for that offense and really helped. He's kind of the safety net for Jordan Love, in my opinion. So, Tanner, who's another guy you like as a waiver addition for everyone out there? Well, after what I saw from Cam Akers on Sunday, you have to say Kyron Williams. I mean, we've been hearing a lot about his production since training camp. They they really seem to like this guy. He played twice as many snaps as Cam Akers on Sunday. He ran 29 routes to Cam Akers' four. He had two touchdowns from inside the Seattle's 10-yard line, so he also has value as a goal line back there for the Rams. And yeah, while the Rams offense is going to be pretty bad without Cooper Cup, uh, Kyron Williams is a has a safe safe floor for a, for an RB flex spot if you need one. I like Kyron Williams a lot. They were talking about him last year. He just never got the carries we wanted to see. And this year, it looks like you know Sean McVay is kind of proven that they're going to give him the ball. I mean, Akers didn't do really anything. And at the beginning of the year in the offseason, I just told people to stay away from Cam Akers. And, I mean, week one, I was right. We'll see how it plays out the rest of the year because we know Sean McVay likes to rotate his backs. But I think Kyron Williams is the clear guy in this backfield. We saw the most snaps for him. A guy I like is Jake Ferguson, the tight end out of Dallas. Now, the Dallas offense didn't have to do much here with the route that the defense provided, but Jake Ferguson was the most targeted player on that Cowboys offense. He saw seven targets. He just needs to work on catching the ball because he had a couple drops that could have been some big plays for him. Dak likes getting his tight end involved. We saw this from Dalton Schultz last year and the year prior. I think Jake Ferguson is going to play a big role in this Cowboys offense. You've got C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Tony Pollard that teams have to worry about. I think Jake Ferguson is the last player of those four that 
teams are worrying about. I think he's going to be kind of Dak's go-to guy when needed and kind of a red zone target for Dak. So I like Jake Ferguson as a waiver wire ad for your tight end position because we know the tight end position is super thin with Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews being hurt. We didn't see crazy production from really a ton of tight ends except for Hayden Hurst, who I believe was like tight end one on the week with 15 points. But yeah, those those are my three ads. Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs, and Jake Ferguson. Tanner, do you have anyone else on waivers or are you ready to go into your buy low candidates? Uh, yeah, let's go into buy low. Uh, who do you have at the top of your list? So first up, I'm going to start off with Jameer Gibbs. I... No, he wasn't productive this week. He only had eight points, but he was very efficient in the touches he received. He had almost as many scrimmage yards as David Montgomery. I believe he had 64 total scrimmage yards, and David Montgomery had around like 75, something like that. So Jameer Gibbs was the more explosive back in Detroit. Now, granted, he missed some holes here and there, but you don't expect a rookie to find all the holes that David Montgomery's finding in the middle of the field. I mean, David Montgomery has been in this league for a couple years now. This is Jameer Gibbs' first game. We're not used to seeing rookies get used heavily in their first game. I mean, even Atlanta limited Bijan Robinson as the game was later on, and they kind of had a, a comfortable lead. Now, when Bijan was out there, he was productive just like Jameer Gibbs. But yeah, Jameer Gibbs last year, 15th in yards after contact per carry in college and Bijan was number one in that stat so I really like Jameer Gibbs uh, after this game Dan Campbell told the reporter that we got to get him more involved this is kind of get your feet wet and let's see how he looks and we saw how he looks and everyone wanted him to get the ball more because he was so electric with the ball in his hands so yeah Jameer Gibbs is my number one buy low candidate how about you Tanner yeah, so actually I have a stack, and it's going to be the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. Remember, it was just last year we saw Joe Burrow. I think he had four interceptions in week one. Keep in mind this year he got injured. He didn't play a lot in the preseason. I'm not sure he played at all. Missed a lot of reps. Uh, the weather was a factor in this game, and we've seen the Bengals get off to a slow start before. We've seen some teams in the league uh, like the Patriots where they often use – September as sort of a extended preseason, if you will, to figure their stuff out. And uh, I would just, if you could buy low on T Higgins and Joe Burrow, I mean, Joe Burrow alone, he's a generational talent. Definitely go for that. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Something to note T Higgins, I believe had like first or second most air yards on Sunday, eight targets, zero catches. Mm -hmm. That's got to change. I mean, the weather has to play a big factor in this when you think about it, like I just can't believe that T Higgins put up a donut, but you know, we've seen crazier things happen to be honest. The volume was there. I like eight targets. I mean, but this is a, a goose egg. We just we can't be having that. We cannot be having that. Yeah. Can't be having that. I, I know some fantasy managers may be panicking right there. Another buy low candidate that I like is Jahan Dotson. Last year, Jahan Dotson was one of the most efficient receivers at scoring touchdowns. I believe he had seven touchdowns in 12 games before he got hurt. And Sam Howell was looking for him a lot in this one. I just think they kind of struggled, to be honest. It, it's Sam Howell's first game of the season, Jahan Dotson's first game of the season coming off injury last year. I think they kind of got off to a slow start, just like a lot of teams did, really. A ton of these games were low scoring, so 
if you can grab Jahan Dotson, I believe he's going to be a flex play with upside of wide receiver two for the rest of the season. So if you can buy low on him, go get him. I believe he's going to have some really good games this year. So now let's get into our sell high candidates. Number one on my list is Michael Pittman Jr. Now, Anthony Richardson looked really good in his debut, and Michael Pittman did too. And people weren't drafting Michael Pittman that high this year compared to last year because of Anthony Richardson's passing ability. Everyone was scared about it. But, you know, he looked good here. I think you can sell him as a wide receiver too, though. And I think he's going to be a wide receiver three flex play the rest of the season. So I'm looking to sell Michael Pittman for whatever I can get him for right now because I think this is a perfect opportunity. I mean, he had 23 fantasy points in PPR formats. Like, you can't get much better than that, especially this week. He was one of the top performers. So, yeah, I like selling high on him and grabbing a, a guy who maybe underperformed, like Tyler Lockett. Uh, Tanner, what about you? Who's your sell high candidate? Sell high, not from a production standpoint, more just so because I'm worried about him getting injured again. And I'd say that's Michael Thomas. Uh, I also just don't trust Derek Carr for, I mean, if you haven't watched his career up to this point, especially after that leg injury, the the one hoorah 10 year, 10 win season that he had that got him paid. Um, and we just haven't seen the guy show up since then. But yeah, I would say Michael Thomas. Uh, a lot of guys remember him as the great, you know, competing to win the triple crown and stuff before Cooper Cup came around. I just can't trust the guy. Yep. Chris Olave looks like he is uh, Derek Carr's favorite target in that offense. Mm-hmm. He had the most targets on the team. Michael Thomas cannot stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You could probably get him. You could probably get Tyler Lockett for Michael Thomas right now. Now, there is some worry in Seattle with those two tackles being hurt for the Seahawks, but I think they get back on track next week and uh, just kind of try and figure it out because they're going to have to if they're going to want to win games this year and compete for that NFC West title with the San Francisco 49ers, which at the beginning of the year, most people really thought they would. But after that game yesterday, they did not look like they could compete at all. So that's really our top three waiver ads, buy low, sell high. That is going to do it for today's episode. A nice short episode to get you guys prepared for the waiver wire additions, trades you can make and other things. Tomorrow, we're going to have a recap of the entire week one. Tanner and I go over all of the games for you guys. So look forward to that episode tomorrow. And have a great rest of your Tuesday. See you tomorrow.